a quick uh, add-on to what Sean shared about the DEEP campaign that we are in the midst of. This next Sunday, something to look forward to is that they'll be actually announcing the number that has been committed. So that'll be, that'll be something that we can uh, rejoice in and enjoy together. So something to anticipate. My name is Brendan Hollingsworth. Uh, it is a privilege to be able to share from God's Word with you this morning. Many of you know that my family, uh, back in November, moved back from Uganda. Is there anybody here who loves the continent of Africa? Amen. It is a beautiful place. I know many of you call uh, Africa home. Uh, do we have any Ugandans here this morning? No, we need to change that. Lord, we need to change that. Uh, and we'll, I want to share a little bit uh, uh, from our experiences during that time. But uh, before I do, I want to I wanna read from uh, our, our text this morning out of 1 Peter. If you can open uh, from your word uh, this morning, if you have one in your hand. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going to start reading uh, in verse 3 here. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with the joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls." He's caused us to be born again to a living hope. I don't know about you, but I need hope. Uh, I don't know if it's just by nature of being a father of two little ones. Uh, those of you who uh, with little ones, uh, it, there was a, Sarah and I were watching a comedian the other night, and he said, uh, having multiple little ones, he said, and many of you have probably heard this, is like you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. <laughs> I know a lot of you have gone through that, and in fact, I want to, I want to uh, honor my mother-in-law who's visiting with, with us this morning, Jan Carlson. Uh, my, mom, uh, my mother-in-law should actually be up here talking to you about hope. She, uh, she is a mother of eight, had four or five in diapers at one time. Five, five under the age of five, four in diapers, living on the frontier of Alaska with no running water. Talk about somebody. Talk about yes. Talk about snow and talk about hope, with joy, with hope and with joy. And the reason I can tell you that is because I married her oldest daughter, and I've never I've never known someone more full of grace and more full of joy than my wife. Uh, uh, but you know, I think I think that the, the the season of winter really is a good picture of what many of us either are going through, uh, have gone through, or may be going through in the future, and that is wave after wave of challenges, and you just feel like, man, am I going to get my head above water before the next wave is going to come? And, and, and the Lord is telling us this morning that we have been born again to a living hope. You are invited into a relationship 
that the fruit of which is a living hope. And, you know, hope, hope, uh, hope is an interesting thing. Good catch, Aaron. <laughs> if you're holding it in your hand, is it hope? No. No, it's not hope. Hope is the expectation of something that you don't see, you don't hold, you don't experience. And not just a wish that, oh, I wish someday it's going to happen, but an expectation that supersedes your experience, your emotions, your feelings at the time. And, and I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I'm convinced with all my heart that hope is not a response that we can have. A sustained hope is not a response that we can have outside of the Lord. Amen? I, uh, I, I brought this, uh, this beautiful amaryllis. This was a gift from uh, the Moss to our family. Uh, a bulb, I, I would yank it out of here, but I don't want to ruin the flower. I, I feel like a, a, a bulb... Uh, a bulb flower is a really beautiful picture of hope. You plant it, uh, it's just a little shriveled up uh, piece, of, piece of material. You plant it in the ground and you wait. And you plant it with the expect, expectation, with the hope that when the snow clears and it begins to warm up next spring, that, that, that something's going to come up. And uh, this is actually a unique amaryllis. This is the second bloom uh, this season. Uh, and there's one, two, three flowers that you can see and two more on the back. And I believe that, that that's an expression of the kind of hope that, that the Lord gives to us because he gives us a hope uh, of more than we can expect, more than what we, what we can even imagine. That's the kind of hope that the Lord gives us. But, but it's, it's got to be in him, from him. And, uh, and so what I, what I want to focus on this morning, and, and uh, I know I'm not going to get through all my notes this morning, and that's okay. But where, where I want to camp this morning, and we may get further than this, but it's okay if we don't, is I want to camp in the first, in the first line of, of uh, this ep- epistle. Peter is talking to believers who are going through struggles, and he said, Blessed be the Father, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to stop, and I want to talk about the Father's heart for us, uh, the Father's love for us, and, and, and hope that rises up in, in the context of his fatherhood. Uh, I mentioned to you that we'd been living in Uganda. We'd, we were there for about a year, a year and a half, partnering with a, a ministry called New Hope Uganda. And uh, the, the, this, this ministry sprung up in the context of war. Uh, it was in the Luero Triangle where, the, where the, the, the worst of the fighting that happened 27, 28 years ago when the current president uh, was fighting for power uh, from the outgoing president and uh, outgoing. It wasn't choosing to outgo. But... Uh, uh, and there are hundreds of thousands of casualties, civilian casualties, uh, and and the the uh, the streets would be lined with evidences of those casualties. I want to be careful what I say with the, with, with the kids, uh, but this that was the context in with which this ministry was started, and it was started in loving on the orphan and the vulnerable child, and uh, and out of that sprung a vision to to as a church, the Lord has called us as a church to have a heart for the vulnerable, to have a heart for the broken. Uh, and, and, that, and that's part of the DNA of who we are as, as his body. And so the vision of New Hope now is, is, is to learn alongside our Ugandan, our, our, our African brothers and sisters, what does it look like for us to be the church and to equip the church, to mobilize the church. Um, and Sarah and I were a part uh, of a staff that was the equipping arm of New Hope. We, uh, there was a five-month institute where people would come, Westerners, Asians, Africans, all sitting together in the same room saying, we want, we want to learn how to be the body of Christ uh, to the broken and, and 
for the hurting. And you want to talk about hope. My heart uh, was, has been and is being transformed from interacting with my brothers and sisters who, who came to be trained, opened up their hearts, and in the midst of opening up their hearts have brought, have brought me hope. Um, marriage, in, in the context of marriage, uh, there was a, there was a, a Ugandan uh, a couple who was there. Who uh, one of their testimonies coming out of the institute was, we d- we didn't we did not know what trust and intimacy looked like. We'd never experienced it in our families. We didn't even sleep together in the same bed on a day to day basis. And now at the end of this course, we we're sleeping in the same bed. And 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 as a, as a husband and wife, I'm actually saying I love you to my husband and wife. And then a few months later, that same husband uh, shared it in a, in a large, we had a, we had a fairly large staff, about 120 or so staff members in a, in a large staff meeting. He, he shared, uh, yesterday when I, when I came home, I, I, was, I was sharing with my wife how much I loved her, and she stopped, and she said, uh, I think sometimes you love me too much. <laughs> and, and he got a standing ovation, because for a Ugandan wife to say that to a, 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 a husband is an is expression of transformation. Uh, and it's beautiful, beautiful to see uh, r- reconciliation. Uh, a, a young man who, who his, uh, has no father and mother, no relationship with a father uh, and mother, uh, was, was a- abused and, and just beat down by the, the family members who, who, who were around that were supposed to care for him uh, when confronted with the Lord's love uh, and his position as a son of the father and invited would you, would you respond to the Lord's love in your life by forgiving the people who have hurt, hurt you? Not only saying, yes, I, I will forgive them, but actually wanting to go and talk to the people who have hurt him and say, this is, this is a, a 14-year-old boy wanting to go and express uh, what the Lord has done in his heart to, to family members who live two blocks down the road. Uh, just the beautiful expressions of, of hope. Uh, and reconciliation. Um, a, a brother who was orphaned in the midst of war, uh, in, in a place of survival, has been loved by the body of Christ, and now not only is he a father, a husband and a father, but he has adopted children of his own and, and is a living, breathing picture of the adoptive father's heart uh, for us, his children. Uh, there, there is hope for us, uh, and, 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 and many of us here can identify with some of those stories, uh, th- those types of stories. Uh, even, even in, in the journey that Sarah and I have been on, uh, as, as our family, many of you know that she was diagnosed with cancer, has, has experienced some pretty intense health difficulties on, on the field. Uh, I've, never, I've never carried more stress in a job context uh, before in my life. And, uh, and, and uh, there, were, there were days when I was worn out and stressed, yet in, in the context of pouring ourselves out and being emptied of ourselves, our marriage was knit together in, in ways that, we, that, that we've never experienced as a couple. And, and, and just to give you a little background in, in my own story, uh, there was a period of about a year and a half that I struggled intensely uh, with depression, about seven and a half years ago. Uh, uh, intense depression, and, and, and so that that is a part of my history, and, and in the context of being overwhelmed both with 
with life that was hitting us and more needs around us that you could throw a stick at, there was a foundation of hope that I, I have never experienced in my life before. Uh, and and, and that, that is the Lord and his goodness. Uh, and, and I believe he is calling us to hope. You know, even in the context of, of deep where the Lord is, is calling us to lay down m- many of the things that our culture w- would, would hold on to as our identity, whether that's uh, uh, the balance in the bank, the, the, the salary that I get, the job title that I have, the degrees uh, that I have, have obtained, uh, the house that I live in, the, the car that I drive Many of those things are, are such drivers in our, in our identities. And as the Lord has called us on this uh, beautiful journey of laying those down at his feet, uh, of letting go, and, and, and even of opening our hands and saying, God, I, I'm having trouble letting go. Would you take this uh, from me? He is wanting to put something in their place. He, he is wanting to fill those voids with himself. Uh, and, I, and I believe a significant piece uh, of what he wants to fill those voids with is his fatherhood. Uh, we, we've been created uh, to relate to, to our fathers. And, yet a, a, and a, fa- a father and a mother is an expression of God's character. Uh, God, God made man and woman in his image, and both man and woman are expressions of, of who God is. But he reveals himself as father. And there is something very, very precious and beautiful uh, about fatherhood. Fatherhood, f- fatherhood, when lived out as, as God has created it to, to look and, and to be, there's provision, there's protection, there's security, there's identity. Uh, and, and I believe the Lord wants to impart His identity into you this morning. And, and, uh, and many of you are on that journey. Some of you aren't yet, and that's okay. But I believe that, that there is a, a deeper work that he is doing in us as a body. Um, there is a, a precious, precious uh, daughter of ours in Uganda that spent a lot of time in our home, spent a lot of time with Sarah, uh, an orphan uh, who had found home and family at New Hope. Uh, her family was, was led by a, a Ugandan mother and father uh, who were parents in the context of New Hope that had about 18 children in their family, so a big, big family. Uh, and while we were there, the family parents changed. The family parents left uh, from that family, and the new family parents were brought. And that was devastating to, to, to the, those kids who, uh, they, they'd already gone through one round of losing parents, but now they were having to let go of another set of parents. What do you tell somebody like? How do you love them? How, what, what kind of hope can you bring someone uh, in, in that context? And, and for Sarah and I, it was pointing her towards the Father heart of God. Uh, and, and I believe that, 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 that we, we are all <coughs> like this beautiful young girl uh, because adoption is, all, is a part of all of our stories. Uh, Ephesians 1, 5 said, In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. Galatians 4, 4 through 7, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts 
crying, Abba, Father, Daddy. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. I want to say it again. For all of us who are followers of Christ, adoption is a part of our story. Because, because in our sin, we were separated from. Not, not necessarily, it's not that God had stopped loving us, but our sin had separated us from the Father's love, from being able to walk in the fullness of who He wants to be for us and who He's created to be as sons and daughters. Uh, and I want to I read you a, a, a description of what, what, is, what, is, what is the heart of an orphan wrestle with. And this is a description that was actually put together by a, a group of men and women uh, at New Hope who said this is, this is what we wrestle with as, as uh, children who had no parents and, and maybe have been adopted into a family but ha- have, have gone through uh, actual physical orphanhood. Uh, they said we feel abandoned, uh, alone, and even that so alone in that people don't want to be around us. People don't like us or people don't want to be around us. Uh, wrestling with question, questioning God's goodness and his heart for me. Does he really love me? Uh, are his intentions good for me? Uh, a restless urge that life is better outside the home, whatever type of home we do have, uh, and the authorities that care for us. Life is better outside. Uh, of their care and outside their authority because they're a hindrance to me obtaining what is good or what I want. Uh, there's, a, there's a struggling with, no matter how much you have, you live in a constant fear of lack. Uh, because, because you fear intimacy, you reveal different parts of yourself to different people and it's hard to open yourself uh, in authenticity and transparency consistently to the same group of people, to a community. Uh, There's a struggle with being in bondage uh, to being a victim. And you consciously or unconsciously create situations where where you make yourself the victim and you vacillate between uh, blaming others and then self-hatred. They said they struggle with interpreting boundaries, healthy or unhealthy, as rejection. Uh, they struggle with overreacting emotionally to situations, uh, a, heightened, a heightened response where you explode when, when it might when, uh, a situation not, it might not necessarily warrant that. Um, there's, a, there's an indiscrimination in love. You, you, lo- you throw your love here, and, and then you run to the next person, and you, and you throw your love there. And what, what, what's amazing is as I listened to these descriptions, and, and I saw this in, in wave after wave of, of students who came, at, who came through the school, as I listened to this, this is a description of my heart in many ways. Uh, whether, whether now or in the past, these are things that I have wrestled with. And the reality is, is this is our story. Like I said, because we, because of our brokenness, uh, because of our sin, apart from the Lord, we're orphans. And, and Ezekiel 16 is, is a really graphic picture. But Israel's story is our story too because God said to Israel, he said, you are like, you are like an, a, a baby that was, that was born on the side of the road and abandoned. And I found you just flailing around in your afterbirth. And I picked you up and I spoke life over you. That is our story. 
And it's hard to, to say, you know what, I am an orphan because of my sin and my brokenness uh, that, that I need the Lord. There, there, there is a humbling uh, that is required in coming to that place of being willing to let go of that part of, uh, of my identity and, and of repenting, saying, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go this way. And that, that is, that is the Lord. even, even uh, repentance is mercy from the Lord. But I just want to say, if, if, there, if there was a, a sinking feeling in your heart, or even an anger that, that, that rose up, and ha- you know, how dare you call me an orphan? Yeah, I may struggle with those things. Uh, that you are in a good place when you recognize that that's part of who you are. Uh, and, and, and you are in a, in, a, in, a, in a place where we have all found ourselves. Um, I, I, Noah, Noah didn't go to Sunday school because I asked him to help me with something this morning. Noah, will you come out? Will you come, will you come help me? Sean, will you help me put this table on, just on, top of the, on top of this? I asked Noah to help me with the project uh, this morning. I covered it up because I didn't want any, uh, any raiders coming to take the chocolate chips. We're going we're gonna to make chocolate chip cookies this morning. Or at least we're going to take the first step. So Noah, can you can you help me? Will you help me do this? Okay. The first step is I want you to. You can stand up so you can reach it. The first step is I want you to start cracking crack these eggs and, and put them in the bowl. Yeah. All right. Can you do that for me? Make sure the tarp goes all the way. One thing I want to tell you is uh, I am proud of my son. I am proud of my son Noah. Uh, last night. Last night. Uh, I thought he was asleep, and I, and I, and I heard a little noise. Uh, he's actually sleeping in the living room because we're doing sleep training with Hosanna. But, so I, w- I heard some noise in the living room. What's that? Where'd it go? Oh, no problem. No problem. No problem. Let me put that to the side and watch this. We're going to scoot this in here. Yep. I wiped, I wiped it off with the Kleenex before, so we're fine. Okay. Awesome work. Can you, can you put this in? And, uh, yeah, you can do and uh, last last night I walked in uh, wondering what the noise was, and uh, yeah, can you put that in there? Awesome. And there he was on his bed, decked out in his uh, breastplate. He had his sword and his shield. And uh, and uh, he said he said, Daddy, don't worry. He said, I'm going to protect you. The lions come. I'm going to protect you. And the Lord, the, the Lord, the Lord is is crafting this boy to be a mighty man of God, and and I am proud of him. Okay, yeah, we need all the butter. Can you dump that whole thing in there? Yeah, you can just pick it up. Now, I I think some of us, some of us, because of of the um, religious background that we have, some of it's because of the the, the families that we've gr- grown up in. Uh, and some of it's just because this is part of, of our, our, broken, our broken hearts apart from the Lord. We see Christianity. We see the living out of our faith being God tells me what he wants of me. I do what he wants. And then he loves me. It's performance. Uh, and and we, see, we see the goal, even, even as a parent. This is something I wrestle with. Is the goal in, uh, uh, of being a good parent that I have a kid who, do, who, who does what I want him to? He's a good kid who, do, who, who, do, who does what even the Bible says is good. Is, that, is, that, is good behavior the goal uh, of a parent? No. What's the, what's, what's the goal? What's the goal? What's, what does our father want? What did he create us for? He created us for relationship. 
And, and, and as, oh, you're doing awesome. Can you mix that up together there? And, and, and so many times in my life and I think in the, our lives, can you squish it up like that? I'm going to put this other one. So many, so many times in our lives, we're so focused on the cookies. We think the whole point of this deal is the cookies, right? The, 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 what, the, the product of, 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 what, of what's going on. When in reality, what God wants is relationship with us. And when we drop the egg on the table, or when we have trouble mixing up the butter, you're doing awesome, buddy. Does that, take, does that, is that, does that cause a problem for him? No. He steps in with us. He, does it, he, he, Jesus, an expression of the Father's heart to us, he entered into our, he entered into our struggles with us. He didn't stand back and watch, but he entered in with us so that we would know what the heart of the Father is for us. So I, I just want to say today, if you struggle with performance, uh, that, that you feel like in relationship, whether it's with the Lord or with other people, and this is something I can relate with, so, so I'm in the boat with you, that if you struggle with feeling like you have to get your act together for the Lord to love you, that's a lie. That is a lie. And, and you, know, you know what, the, the, the way that I can parent Noah is by showing, what, showing him what an intimate relationship with the Father looks like. Yes, there's discipline involved in, in my relationship with the Father, and there's discipline involved, there's training, and there's teaching, and there's discipline involved in my parenting of Noah. You're doing awesome, buddy. Can you, can you put one of these in there? But, there, but, but, there, but, there, but that's not what defines the relationship. You're doing great, buddy. Keep going. You know, we, when, when we are engaged with the heart of the Father, it redefines what success is. And the deep, deep, again, this deep uh, journey has been Dealing with, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, what 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 is the what are the priorities in our lives, and how do we define success? And I believe that to the to the depth that you are connecting with the Father's heart, that's that there is a redefinition of what success is for you as a man, for you as a woman. Can you mix that up? Because more and more you figure out that the, that the point isn't the cookies. The point is the relationship. Now, if, if, if God is calling us to experience his fatherhood, what is he like? What, what is our father like? And I, and I want to go back to, uh, to, to, our, to our passage real quick and just look at one trait of what the Father says He is like. Uh, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again. I want to talk about mercy. I want to read, you, I want to read to you a description of what mercy is. Uh, and this is a description coming from Webster's 1828 uh, uh, dictionary. Keep going, you're doing great. And I realize this is a little bit of distraction, but it's kind of the whole point, so it's okay for it to be a distraction. 
All right, this is, this is mercy. The, that benevolence, mildness, or tenderness of heart, which disposes a person to overlook injuries or to treat an offender better than he deserves. The disposition that tempers justice and induces an injured person to forgive trespasses and injuries and to forbear punishment or inflict less than law or justice would warrant. In this sense, there is perhaps no word in our language precisely synonymous with mercy. That which comes nearest to it is grace. It implies benevolence, tenderness, mildness, pity, or compassion. Mercy is a a distinguishing attribute of God. So we're talking about a a tenderness of heart. Uh, Not just a a tenderness of heart, but a a willingness to forgive someone who has hurt me. Uh, And not just to forgive, but to release them from the debt that that person owes me or has cost me. Um, is, that, is that normal in our culture? Is that something that's celebrated in our culture very much? Uh, uh, when, when, as, I, as I was thinking about different aspects of culture, I thought about uh, Super Bowl and NFL. It just happened. Would, uh, if someone took a cheap shot at uh, uh, Richard Sherman, would he, would he just say, oh, man, no problem? Would, he, would, he, would, that, would that be an expre- would, would mercy be an expression on the on the field that you would expect from from that? And I don't want to pick on Richard Sherman. Uh, I, I think he, he's just a, a very passionate and animated personality on the field. That's not normal in the classroom. Uh, for those of you who are in college or high school or even elementary, is that is that is that a normal expression uh, of of our, our emotions when some when someone. Uh, rips your paper away from you or when, when someone spreads a rumor about you that, that is, is pretty demeaning and, and hurtful. That's not, a, that's not normal uh, in, our, in our culture. Now let me talk about this. What about, what about uh, and, and I feel like in America we can relate a little bit less. Can you put, can you put uh, two scoops of this in? What about, what about, Tribal relationships, where decade after decade and even centuries, you have you have histories of atrocities, where where your parents or even your siblings, uh, or even you yourself, have have gone through intense trauma, uh, and and we see these cycles. We see these cycles happening. We, they're happening in our, in our in, in, here in America, unless. Vivid ways they're happening in our own hearts, but but it's it's a very vivid picture of is forgiveness is mercy possible outside of the Lord? It's not. Uh, the, there's a, a sweet brother that was a part of the school that that we were leading in uh, in Uganda, and he came to a place as he was journeying with the father, where he recognized that there were people who had hurt him deeply. Uh, growing up that he needed to forgive. And he came to a place of saying, I don't know how to forgive. He said, God, I, I, I know you're calling me this. I choose to forgive, but I don't know how to forgive. I can't in and of, in and of this do this myself. And there was, a, there was just a laying himself before the Father in brokenness. And one morning he came to class and he said, yesterday I was talking to my dad and we were talking about a situation. And, and all of a sudden, 
as I talked about some of these people. I loved them. I wanted to pray for them. The Father was doing something in this man that, that is impossible for, for, for humanly speaking. And that is because he had experienced the mercy of the Father. That mercy was being reproduced in him and expressed in a situation that, that had hurt him deeply. Now, the, in, this, in this passage in 1 Peter, and I'm going to close here. I can't believe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be closing right now where I am. But it says that the Father's uh, mercy to us is great, is great mercy. And I want to I read to you some other ways that this, this word, this Greek word great, has been translated in other passages. Much, deep, enough, even more, freely, not cheap, but freely, full, further, great, high price, long, more, plentiful, something greater. His mercy for us is immeasurable. And I, I want to I invite you, and, and Ben, you can come up now. Uh, I, I want to invite you, regardless of where you're at in your journey with the Lord, uh, if, if your heart is His and, 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 and you are uh, journeying with Him and, and learning more and more about His fatherhood, uh, I would say today, would you ask Him to show you His mercy in, in fresh ways? Would you allow Him to bring to the surface places in your heart where He wants to cover with His mercy, to bring healing with His mercy? And would you ask Him, Father, how do you want to transform my image before you as a son or as a daughter? so that that is the driving factor in my life. I wonder, as, as, we, as we close here, and uh, by the way, I just wanted to say, uh, we're going we're gonna to go home and bake these cookies. Well, actually, we'll put the dough in the freezer and then bake them next Saturday, and we'll bring the cookies for potluck for any of you who are brave enough to, to, to try. To try uh, you want to mix that in? Can we give a hand to Noah? Thanks for helping me, guys. I want to read uh, from Psalm 103. Jesus said, say we need your hope. Our hope is not in, in, in a fact. It's not in a feeling, Lord, but our hope is in you, Lord Jesus. And, and as the passage goes on to say, we've been born again because of what you have done, Lord Jesus in defeating death, in conquering sin, in the power of sin, in defeating our enemy, Satan. And Lord, we need you to, to cause hope to rise up in us. Lord, I, I, I pray that even as, as Noah was going to sleep last night, he fell asleep holding the sword, holding his shield. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to rise up and fight the lies of the enemy. We are yours. And yes, your Holy Spirit is guarding us. 
you are making our hearts and our minds new. But you have asked us to participate with you in that. Uh, so, Lord, let, let us be ready to fight. Lord, would you give us the faith and the strength to say no to the lies of the enemy and to say yes to everything that you're calling us to be as sons and daughters. Lord, we have an inheritance in you. We have an inheritance. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. So this morning, the invitation to you, and and I would invite you to come receive prayer (coughs) if the Lord is is bringing something up in your heart that that you know that that you want to process or pray through with someone else, or maybe you just want to sit before before Him in His presence. But I want to invite you to respond to His call, to journey with Him as a son or a daughter into your identity in Him. And for those of you who who have struggled to to surrender uh, and say, yes, I, I want to experience His fatherhood, but I'm struggling with laying down my sin and, and maybe you don't even understand that that pull towards uh, why, do, why, do, why do I keep getting stuck in these cycles the Lord wants to get you out of those cycles and, and there is a beauty and a power of repentance and surrender so uh, I would invite you to, to, to lay down your life before him and say yes in faith knowing that he is going to create this hope in you it's not something that you create yourself but it's something that he wants to birth in you.